Welcome to the High on Life podcast, where it's all about empowering you with the medicine and the mindset to healthfully lose weight and thrive beyond the scale. I'm your host, Dr. Sasha High. Hello, my friends. So glad to be with you today. We are talking about a super important topic. So thanks for joining. At the time of this recording, it is the middle of summer, and like many moms, I've been bringing my daughter to camp every day. She's been really enjoying being outdoors all day, and then she gets tired out, and she has an early bedtime, so it works all around. And last week, on the way home, she asked if we could pick up a treat, and there's this really famous bakery on the corner of our street that we drive past every day. So she asked if we could stop there and get something, and I was like, yeah, okay, let's do it. We went inside, she grabbed her treat, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to have a croissant today. I have a croissant maybe like two to three times a year. It's not something I normally eat, but I decided that I was going to indulge that day. So I had my croissant, everything was fine, Um, but every day since then, every time I drive past the bakery, my brain is like, hey, you should have a croissant. That was really delicious. You should go in and get one. No one's going to know. You could bring it to work. You could have it with your lunch. Like your kids won't know. Your husband won't know. (laughs) And my mind is like going there, right? Telling me why I should go and get a croissant. But I don't. And, you know, I was thinking about why I don't and how some people could look at that and be like, oh, but you're, you know, why are you restricting yourself? You should allow yourself to, you should be able to have anything you want, right? And so today I want to talk about this really important concept, which is the difference between restriction and restraint. Now, if you've dieted a lot in your life, you probably think of weight loss as restriction, right? You are either restricting calories or restricting fat or restricting carbs or some combination of all of the above. And the thing is, restriction doesn't feel very good to most people. Restriction usually feels like punishment or deprivation, or it feels like you're missing out because you can't have something and is going to produce a bunch of FOMO. And we also know that restriction usually leads to binge and overeating behaviors because it's just not sustainable, right? It's not sustainable to stay in a place of feeling deprived in the long term. Your brain is going to rebel against that. So restrictive dieting doesn't tend to work in the long run. But what is the opposite of that? Do you just eat whatever you want whenever you want? Or should you eat everything in moderation? Like, what are you supposed to do instead? Well, that's where I want to introduce you to the other R word, which is restraint. And more specifically, I really like the phrase flexible restraint. And I'll explain that. So restriction and restraint are different in subtle but very significant ways. So on the outside, the end product of restriction and restraint may look exactly the same. When we're talking about weight loss, the results of both restriction and restraint um, is not eating certain foods at certain times. So in that sense, they're similar, but at their core, they're very different. Like the energy behind those two concepts, concepts is very different. Restriction, at least the way most of us use the word restriction, is punitive. It's very controlling. It's, I can't have this. And that leads to feelings of deprivation. Restriction is the mindset of, I'm on a diet, so I can't have these foods, even though I really want them and this sucks and I don't want to do this, right? 
And that kind of mindset is likely to bring out this inner toddler who just wants to throw this temper tantrum for not getting what she wants, right? Like most of us are going to rebel against the idea that I can't have something. And that's why restriction usually leads to binging, because we can only live in this place of um, like cognitive dissonance for a certain amount of time before we cave. So it's like this one part of your brain just really wants all the food and thinks it's like so good and has all this desire and is anticipating all this pleasure. And the other part of of your brain is like, nope, you can't have that. And there's this inner turmoil, this cognitive dissonance between what you want and what you're allowing. And it's very uncomfortable. When you think you can't have something, it also creates this sense that you're not in control. Like someone's telling you what to do. And that comes up with diets, right? Like if you're following a diet and the diet is telling you what you can or can't eat at different times, then you've given over all of your personal power to the diet and you're being told what to do. Again, that's likely to bring up a sense of rebellion. Being overly restrictive with your eating comes from a place of punishing yourself. If you're trying to lose weight because you hate your body or you hate the number on the scale, then you're going to be desperate and you're going to do desperate things. And that's where restrictive dieting comes from. But restriction is not sustainable because punishing yourself doesn't motivate you. It's actually just the opposite of caring for yourself. And caring for yourself is what is needed to lose weight long term. Restriction is not loving yourself. Now, on the flip side, neither is it loving to just eat whatever you want in an effort to exercise your personal rights or freedoms. And sometimes think, you know, people think that being kind to themselves is just giving in to whatever they desire for you know, whatever pleasure they have in that moment. But allowing ourselves to eat whatever we would desire whenever we want it actually isn't loving at all. Because the fact is, the part of your brain that Um, strongly motivates behaviors in the moment, the part that is impulsive and driven by pleasure, that part of your brain, which is your reward brain, is not at all interested in your long-term good. That part of your brain is dopamine-driven. It's your pleasure center, and it's all about feeling good right now and avoiding discomfort right now. So when we're allowing that part of our brain to drive our actions, we're going to make decisions that feel good in the short term, but don't necessarily serve us in the long term. Now, here's the thing. You are an adult. We are all adults. And as an adult, you can eat whatever you please. There's literally no one telling you what you can or cannot eat. So you can eat whatever you want, but you likely don't. And you don't because you know that eating, you know, whatever, processed foods, candy, junk food every day isn't taking care of you. It's not loving. And that's where you practice restraint. So I I was thinking about this recently because my kids, you know, sometimes will ask for ice cream and usually we'll let them have ice cream once a week on the weekend. And they had ice cream on Saturday night. And then the next day they're asking for it again. And so we explained why, you know, ice cream isn't a healthy choice. It's a sometimes food. And we're like, nope, tonight you're not going to be having ice cream. You can have something, you know, a healthier option instead. Now, did we do that to punish our kids? Were we being mean? Of course not, right? We did that because we love them and we want to take care of them. And it's the same idea as adults. You can eat ice cream every night because you're an adult and no one is going to stop you. But you can choose not to eat ice cream every night because you want to take care of yourself and fuel your body with nutritious and healthy fuel. So restraint is the idea of withholding from certain foods from a place of caring for yourself. 
And that's what makes it so different, right? It's the difference between caring versus punishment. Restraint is choosing to make eating choices that care for your body. And sometimes that does mean not eating something that you may have a desire for in that moment, right? But that's okay. It's not punishment because it comes from a place of caring. And understanding that this is a choice that you're making is really critical because otherwise the thoughts that you'll have are, oh, I can't have this. This sucks. I'm on a diet. I can't eat this or that, right? Or it's like, I shouldn't have that. That food is bad, right? And then we get into these moral judgments of like which foods are good and bad and just causes all this drama about food in our minds. And when you're thinking that way, you you feel out of the control seat and that you know, it feels like deprivation because you're giving away all of your personal power. So when you change that self-talk to, I'm choosing to eat this or this instead, or I can't eat that, but I'm just going to have a little and I'm going to fill up on, you know, these delicious healthy foods. You ditch the guilt, you take back your personal power, you put yourself in the control seat, and then that is approaching weight loss from a place of loving yourself. Now, I mentioned uh, that I really like the idea of flexible restraint. So flexible restraint describes this ability to not be overly rigid. And what I see so often with my clients is the rigidity of black and white thinking, all or nothing mentality, like I'm either perfectly following my eating plan or I'm just going to throw in the towel and like go bonkers, right? But flexible restraint is, yeah, I'm practicing restraint, But sometimes I know I'm not going to be perfect and I'm going to go off my eating plan and then I'm not going to feel guilty about it because I'm going to have some flexibility there. So it's this idea of like recognizing you're human. You know what? You ate off plan. You're not perfect. But the next meal is just another opportunity to get back on track and choose well. So I want to give you three tips to start practicing restraint instead of restriction in your weight loss journey. All right, number one, the first tip is to ask yourself how you feel about your eating plan. The way to discern whether you have a restriction mindset or a restraint mindset is to ask yourself, how do I feel about my eating plan? So if you like resent it or you have this idea that it's horrible and it's so restrictive, then you kind of know, right? (laughs) If you are dreading the idea of starting your next quote diet because you're thinking about all the foods you have to give up, that probably doesn't feel very good. And it's probably not going to work out in the long term. So you're likely in restriction territory. If the feelings are resentment, dread, deprivation, guilt, um, that, that like, you know, just not feeling nice, you likely are in restriction territory. I want to offer that weight loss can feel empowering and it is possible to think about your eating plan and feel in control and feel at peace and feel empowered. And that is what it feels like when you are practicing flexible restraint. So ask yourself how you feel. The second tip I have for you is to change your language. So when you're thinking about your food choices, instead of thinking, I can't have that, right? (laughs) And it's always in that voice, like, oh, I can't have that. Um, Try reframing it to, I'm choosing to eat this because. Remember that you have a choice. You are the one in control, and that puts you in a position of strength instead of a position of weakness and will make the journey so much more doable. The last tip is to recognize that restraint actually brings freedom where restriction brought oppression. What do I mean by that? Well, when you were dieting and trying to lose weight from punishment, you probably didn't feel great. 
traditional diet and restriction um, mentality really does feel oppressive. But when you approach weight loss from a place of loving yourself and caring for yourself in the best way possible and showing yourself empathy and compassion when you, you know, quote unquote, fall off the wagon and then you are continuing on, that is really kind. And that form of practicing restraint, flexible restraint, actually brings a lot of freedom because you're no longer being controlled by your diet. You're not being controlled by food. Instead, you're exercising the freedom to make choices that serve your body well. So number one was asking yourself how you feel with your eating plan. Number two is changing your language from I can't to I choose. And the third one is recognizing that restraint actually brings freedom to you. All right, my friends, that is all I've got for you today. Know that whatever you choose to eat, do it from a place of loving yourself because that's going to serve you so much better in the long run. All right, take care. Thanks for joining me today. If you enjoyed listening to the High on Life podcast, please take a moment to subscribe, share, and review it on Apple Podcasts. 